What's been up? What's going down? I got to know what's happening. I need to know the world. What's been up? What's going down? I got to know what's happening. I want to know the world. What's been up? W-T-F-W-O-T-W. Where the root does it. We live, baby. Welcome to the party. You ready? Check my review mirror. Yep. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode three. I feel like it's 300 already because I'm sitting here with the uh, ever so, uh, well, Darren Lorenzo is back. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Did you just throw up rose petals? It's Not even right. confetti. So you have rose petals on standby just in case your name gets announced. Man, I am Prince uh, Hakeem. Oh, are you coming over here to sow your royal oats? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You got your drink? Yes, I do. Always. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Take that sip. Okay, cool. So uh, first of all, like, I just want to give a shout out to the listeners we already have. I'm definitely trying my hardest not to get caught up in numbers and if we're, who's listening to what and when. But, you know, obviously I do need to know if there's someone we're talking to. And just a couple of people would be nice, you know, (laughs) but I'm happy to report that uh, we have people in 31 cities spread over five countries already. And I'm proud of it. Yeah. So North America and Europe, you know what I mean? Trying to get some Africans involved, but you know, they got a street. We got you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what an asshole. (laughs) It's too early. We're just like at the third minute. Oh, man, I'm just on, like, the fourth sip, too. Mm. Uh, it's downhill. Mm. Mm. Um, so shout out to those people. And while we're at it, um, shout out to um, class of 2020, whether it's elementary school, junior high, high school, or college. Cheers to your quarantine graduation celebration. That's right. Y'all never had a chance. Oh, poor <laughs> little Tink Tink. <laughs> nah, much love. I'm just playing. All jokes. Woo. Okay. So obviously... Class of 2020 couldn't have a real graduation. Uh, We had some drive-by graduations I saw and some virtual celebrations. It's nice to see like celebrities and politicians or whatever. Originality. Yeah, it's forcing people to be creative like we talked about in episode one. So that's nice to see. Um, Things are opening back up, right? Yeah. Y'all just loose. Atlanta's been going crazy. They've been doing these uh like these little block areas where they're like drifting and drag racing and uh skirting and hydroplaning just for sport. And uh, like a gang of people are packing up. And it's a dangerous situation. I think somebody even got killed from it, but uh they're starting now to stop them and they're starting to impound these cars. I think the last big situation they were able to catch about forty or fifty people. So Damn. I mean it's a little bit crazy. It's it's definitely uh country stupidity. I don't know. I guess these people have been in the house way too long. I don't know what's going on. That's crazy. That's a lot of people. It's so funny because here uh, today was like the warmest day of the year so far. It was like 80 degrees, clear sky. You know what I mean? Oh, look at y'all. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so everyone's out. Uh, In the park, what they did is uh, they drew circles one and a half meters apart. Oh, I've seen that. People are sitting in the circles. Like little uh, pods. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's cute. I think that was New York I saw. Yeah, they were doing that in New York, Central Park. Yeah, but in addition to that, it's not like if people are like, oh, all the circles are taken. Guess we'll go home. Nah, it's like <laughs> we're going to squeeze right up in this motherfucker and make a line. 
you know? Oh, damn. <laughs> Looking like a pair of glasses. We're going to turn this circle into a square. Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon. Uh, I was reading the story about the president of Madagascar is claiming that the uh, WHO asked him to uh, put 20% poison in their herbal COVID-19 treatment that they had developed and achieved some success with. What the fuck is that about? Yeah, it's still a bit vague, you know, like, because I tried to research the details or whatever, and it could be a language thing, you know, when they say poison. But either way, it's something that shouldn't have been there. So it's maybe a vaccine (laughs) test. I mean, some sort. poison is poison. Does it does it have the hazard sign on it and everything? Yeah, but I don't think um, I don't think he literally means that it has to have the the skull and the bones. On oh, it. just a, but it could just a be. drop of Bill Cosby pills. I got you. <laughs> just a little drop. <laughs> just a little bit of quaalude up in that herb. <laughs> you gonna cough a sneeze, but you might nut and not know. Exactly. Hey. Do you, what do you think about the conspiracy theories? Like they keep popping up left and right. I do believe some of it. It just comes so much. I mean, like I even have friends of mine that send me four or five messages, emails and texts a day. Be like, look at this one. Look at this one. It's not that I don't believe, but what you're doing is all you're doing is creating fear. And all you're doing is creating paranoia for something that does not have a fix. Is There's no, uh, there's, there's nothing that like, oh, how can I? What can I do about it? It's not like, oh, the zombies are coming. Oh, okay, get your rifles. Or the, you know, vampires are coming. Get your garlic, get your Yeah, silver. it's not solution-based is what There's you're no saying. There's no solution-based, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you're telling me all this stuff just from sitting here paranoid and can't live my life. And then every time something moves, you know, you're jumping, somebody cough, you know. And, you know, government this, 5G this. And I actually do believe a lot of it. I mean, I believe most of it, but I just don't want to hear it so much all the time i see it like this like whether or not uh something is a fact and has uh evidence or not is one thing that's of course important um but the other thing is also the answer could be multiple things in the corona situation i'm like it could be that the virus was indeed created in a lab in wuhan yeah and at the same time the 5G towers are affecting people's health. Because yeah. it can both be happening simultaneously. Yeah. And on top of that, I'm like, all right, so let's say it is the government and it is the 5G towers. Mm-hmm. It is all those things. The fact still remains, though, that people are still dying from the virus. So we still have to take the precaution as to not spread it. So I don't really understand why Indeed. the answer is always like, yeah, but you know, don't believe them. But you know that the people are dying. You know that that's real. So what are we going to do? Even if they're even if they're manipulating the numbers, people are still dying from COVID-19. Yeah. So it, it, it still doesn't change. Okay, I changed the numbers from 50 to 100, but there were still 50 people that died. And, and that's and, and we that's still need to take it seriously. Let's go out and drag her. No, dumbass. Um, <laughs> you know what to do. What to do? I saw a picture. Excuse me. I saw a video of this priest um, who had full fl- Catholic priest with a full fledged mask and a plexiglass face cover, and he was standing outside in front of his church, and he was blessing the people as they were driving by, and he was squirting them with holy water through a water pistol. He did not mm. want them close. He skeet, said, skeet. 
I was going to say pew pew. I didn't say he was ejaculating on them as they drove by. Well, it was ejaculation of water from an actual, you know, depository. (laughs) 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 Wow. So every, uh, everybody is trying to get back to business and, uh, you know, restaurants are starting to open back up. So they obviously need their food deliveries. And during the crisis, a lot of the refrigerator food trucks uh, in the States, especially, were being used to uh, store uh, COVID-19 bodies, like dead people, because they were dying so rapidly that they were running out of places to put them. So now the FDA is saying, like, you know, y'all just got to clean it and y'all can use them again for what you need to use them for. Now, so we got a freezer, freezer-type morgue, but you can also use it as storing some some meat that's going to be sold and people are going to eat. Well, not simultaneously. It's just like saying like, yo, you you just got your steak, but you know, it got transported by a truck that once housed, you know. Oh, so the dead folks get Monday through Wednesday and then Thursday through Sunday <laughs> is the, is nah, the let's, say, <laughs> let's say the dead people had it last month and now it's back to its regular scheduled route. Man, I hope they're doing a, a thorough cleaning. <laughs> and then, and then, and then they a also colonic. added... <laughs> Yeah, they need to do a full cleanse. And then the FDA also added like, well, but if the smell is still there, destroy the truck. It's like... If the smell is still there. Mm-hmm. So you can detect a disease or something bacteria-wise that's just lingering around based off of a smell. So if the smell's no. not there, that means everything's gone. No, they literally mean the smell of corpses. <sighs> I don't know. But it's the thing the- is also... If, uh, you know, some of these trucks are privately owned. So, and these are expensive uh, assets. Yeah, trucks are expensive. So the fact that because of a smell, they're oh, well, guess we're going to toss that truck. No. So, which means that folks are just going to be like, well, we'll just wrap it up extra. You know what I mean? They're going to cut corners. And can you blame them? They're trying to make a living. They already didn't get to haul food for three months. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden it's kind of like, oh, you lost three months of income. Oh yeah. And by the way, toss that truck. Sounds like a really bad movie. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like a D-horror movie. Exactly. Oh, speaking of uh, movies, actually, uh, did you hear about the Oscars uh, possibly getting uh, postponed by like a few months? No. Well, what they're basically trying to say is that uh, because of all the announcement that was going on in March and April about the COVID-19 and different things going on, they were going to delay the Oscars by about four months because they felt that a lot of movies weren't going to get a chance to be seen because a lot of these theaters have been closed, you know, so nobody's been able to see anything. Now, Mm -hmm. they did lift uh, where if it was released digitally or Mm -hmm. video-wise, that that is now, you know... Eligible. Exactly. So they kind of have a, a larger lead time. The submission date is actually extended. Submission for date, and I, and I think it was only based on like, what, seven days or something in L.A. County. And now they've uh, opened it up to like Atlanta, Chicago, Miami, New York, you know, places like that. So, uh, you know, okay. I mean, like, like I said, it's too early to detect it. But, uh, you know, mm. four months is going to put us almost close to the summer. So we'll yeah. see. But that's a big difference because there's a lot of movies that usually come out in early spring that get forgotten because they're like at the beginning of the... Exactly. So exactly. I think I think this could be like maybe real helpful for like the indie movies, you know? Yeah, that gets I agree. in between. So that's dope. 
So while we're on the topic of movies and Hollywood, I was just like curious about getting your input on the issues of ageism in Hollywood and especially with women um, Mm. and especially women of color, because obviously we know percentage wise, there's not enough black actors in comparison to the Caucasian counterparts. So obviously we know the numbers are skewed there already. But on top of that, I mean, we still got like Samuel L. Jackson and stuff like that. What's the female counterpart that's on that level that can open a movie? Viola Davis, as long as she's crying. But Viola Davis is not in her 60s or her 70s. She's like in her early 50s, right? It's still a a targeted age. I mean, to be honest, 40. No, but what what you're saying is that, yeah, I can't think of a lot of them. I mean, I might be able to make a list if I really sat here and thought about it. And granted, it's also uh, evolving with the times because the people who are in their 60s and their 70s now were obviously the first in a lot of the things that they did. Yeah. Whereas now we have a lot of female actresses in their mid to late 40s, whether it be the Regina Kings, Regina Halls, Gabrielle Unions, Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah, because those are all under 50. So yeah, all under 50. Yeah, you're right. And they're all very uh, relevant at this time. But they're they're, part of a different generation. And they're in positions where I think they will continue to make an impact 10 years from now when they're 59. You know, I can't see them... Mm all of a sudden falling off. So there's this new movie coming out that uh, is starring um, Tracy Ellis Ross, Dakota Johnson from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's oh, a- yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yep, and Ice Cube. The movie is called High Note. Let's listen to a bit. I grew up around music. It's my whole world. If you told 12-year-old me that one day I'd be working for Grace Davis, she's an icon. This woman doesn't even know your last name. She does, sometimes. My baby, stop. Stop, 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 stop. I'm not gonna tell you guys you're great if you're not great. Do it again. Damn, the girl still give me goosebumps. I think it's time I record a new album. My life is a joke! Ugh! It's really bleak out there for middle-aged singers. In the history of music, only five women over 40 have ever had a number one hit. And only one of them was black. I've been I know everyone is happy with me doing the same show every night. What if there's something more? All we got to do is play it safe and stack some money. I will decide what I do next. That sounds promising. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it, but I mean, I'm also coming from a, you know, singer standpoint and from the behind the scenes of the music. And so to me, I'm always amped about anything like that. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? Well, you know, and to me, it feels like a biopic, which I always love biopics, but it feels like it has that feeling for me, like something that has actually happened because these things happen, you know, with people all the time. So yeah, I love it. I love it. So to add a little bit more uh, context for our listeners, Tracy Ellis Ross plays a character named uh, Grace, who was at the top of the game as a singer. And now she's in her 40s and her manager is trying to get her Vegas residencies and she wants to release a new album. So it's the struggle to still feel like you have more to give, but do people want to accept that from you? Do they want you to keep doing what you've been doing all this time? So 
obviously the age is also a factor. It'll be interesting because she's also one of those actors in real life who's breaking boundaries. Yeah. I like Tracy. I mean, have you heard her sing before? I've heard excerpts. Yes. Uh, she she's she can sing. I don't know if she can sing, but, but she, she can, can sing. hold a note. Yeah, she can hold it and take it a few places. I actually didn't see her playing any role of this caliber for a movie. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've gotten so used to her doing TV and featurettes or whatever like that or commercials. So. Or comedy. This is different. Yeah, this is different for me. I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am. All right. Well, we're going to find out because the High Note uh, hits Prime Video on Demand on May 29th. We're definitely going to talk check about it this. out. So, were you able to check out the uh, the Luda and Nelly? Yeah, I loved. I know we talked about it before. Yeah, but, um, but were you drunk? Because we watched a piece of it together, but then I had to dip out. <laughs> no, I just mean like, um, well, I thought maybe you went back and watched the rest of it that you missed. I nah. enjoyed it from a whole nother standpoint. This was more of being like, damn, y'all love hearing y'all self-talk. Oh, y'all gonna keep talking about yourself. But, you know, it was still funny in its own way. I mean, I did get tired of some things. It just got boring after a while. It sounded like fake humility to me. And I actually like both artists. Nelly was drunk, like I'm, I'm no, I normally am. And... Well, the night is still young. It was way too serious and literal, like I normally am when I'm sober. So I think it was a little bit of a... So what you're saying is you saw a bit of yourself in the... Uh, I was yep. just saying that. Just, no, that's what I you're saying. I was just saying that for the podcast. No, no, no. Oh, you were just saying that for the podcast? So you're you're yeah, not being yeah, yourself yeah. on this show? I'm being myself, but um, this ain't what you. I'm saying. <laughs> that ain't me. So my impression no, of it was you know i was hyped i could tell when you separated yourself the hypeness left you were like yeah i'll be back <laughs> well there was a certain kind of um lameness to it and it was a bit redundant and it just drained my energy but on top of that ludicrous rides my everlasting nerve like the ludicrous of now because the ludicrous of mm-hmm. now has that I'm above it all. I've risen and I've made it. I am a fast and I am furious thing going. It's like, dude, you started as a radio DJ. Calm down. You know, Timberland and Swiss Beats do these post-verse battle lives where they uh, talk about what just happened and its impact, Mm -hmm. give each other props, thank the people, and then also ask, like, what should be next? Swiss was calling a few celebrities. And one of them was Usher. So Usher was asked to reflect on, he was asked to reflect on the uh, Nelly Luda battle he just saw. Cause I mean, you know, as an Atlanta boy, he obviously, you know, had- uh, Did he put his foot in his mouth? Yeah, no, that shit is wedged right in the esophagus because uh, the conversation of uh, Nikki versus Kim came about. Mm-hmm. And yep. Swiss Swiss asked him, like, yo, so you think that could work? And and Usher was like, mm, I don't think so, because Nikki is the product of Kim. First of all, like, nobody that's out now was not influenced by anybody in the past. There's no one that yeah. invented something from scratch. So there are, despite popular opinion and what people like to say, Nikki came up there are countless videos of her praising the same four people at a certain moment you're not gonna holler that every time something good happens in your life a product of no kim didn't give nikki her talent and mind you these versus celebrations are not about eras they're about 
catalog. So in yeah. a short period of time, Nikki has amassed the catalog that could go against Kim's catalog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you know the the landmark abortion case, uh, Roe versus Wade, right? I do. It was obviously about uh, the right to have an abortion. It's a it's a case that's cited all the time in anti-abortion cases because it's the freedom of choice was birthed from it. Uh, yeah. The woman who was on the plaintiff side, her name was uh, Norma McCorvey, but she's listed in the court papers as Jane Roe. As she got older, she changed her stand from pro-choice to pro-life. In a deathbed confession, she she stated that uh, she switched up her public stance because anti-abortion groups bribed her. So her statement was, I was the big fish. I took their money and they put me out in front of the cameras to tell me what to say. It was all an act. I did it well, too. Uh, I'm a good actress. If a young woman wants an abortion, that's no skin off my ass. So then she reverted back to her original. <laughs> skin off my ass, damn. Yeah, she old that's school. A quote. Okay. It's a quote. If the, if the key witness for the opposing side is all of a sudden advocating for you, the yeah. pro-lifers obviously feel like, well, hey, now our case is strong for because they've yeah. been trying to overturn that for years. It's an ongoing thing. Um, so she's the subject of an upcoming documentary uh, called. I was about to say, sounds like a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, a documentary called uh, AKA Jane Roe. Um, okay. And it will address the changes in her story in her later years. But, um, you know, a lot of random shit be happening daily and leave it to us. Speak on it. Leave it to us to find these stories that are cutting edge and crucial for your ears. Come on with it. Well, uh, did you hear about the farmer who was mauled to death by his pet hippo, who was like a son to him? Uh, 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 Uh-uh-uh. Hold up, hold up. A pet hippo, like a son to him. Folks need to stop with these damn animals. Animals are animals. You can love them and they can slightly be part of the family. They are not actually your children. Mm. You don't understand the whole thing about them, where they come from, how they are brought about, what they're like in their habitat. This is not how they normally would be where they normally live. At some point, you know, a snake gonna bite. I mean, the evidence is clear that the hippo was not aware of their relationship. I'm sure. The hippo was like, well, shit, I thought I was just, uh, just chilling, man. You got a little bit too close. I had to get in that ass. I didn't know like it that. was daddy. Now, on the lighter note, <laughs> um, we got a DJ uh, DJing over the Grand Canyon. What? I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah, DJ uh, Cascade. DJ Cascade down the cliff. <laughs> no, he ain't gonna catch. I mean, actually, what it is, is it's like a um, it's a U shape, uh, like a glass roundabout, and uh, they said it's sturdy enough to hold a a seven forty seven passenger jet that's fully loaded with passengers and everything. Mm. And uh, he's doing the thing where he's doing like a live streaming situation over the Grand Can- Canyon. You can literally look down through the glass and see below you. The bottom drop. Of, Wait, uh, what that thing's like four thousand feet. Time out. Flag on the 4, play. Feet below. So the yeah. ground, the floor of the DJ booth is also glass. Yes, if he looked down below his feet, four thousand feet below would be the bottom of the Grand Canyon. You know, a lot of DJs are doing some some special things these days. I mean, obviously, you know, we got D Nice that set us off on a good note. You know, well, D Nice ain't doing and, shit compared to this. I mean, D Nice is like <laughs> daring to change hats. This motherfucker is Caucasian, what? huh? Is Cascade white? Oh, of course he is. Of course, yeah. yes, okay. yes, yes. Cascade is white. It's just that they're born with this gene where you got to risk it all. I think 
there's just something inside of them that's that extra layer of adventure. It's built yeah. in. It's crazy. <laughs> but speaking of no bitch assness, what do you think about the Tyson versus Holyfield? Well, it's definitely happening. I know we were speculating and we were getting hype, and but we yep. also knew that Holyfield's uh, warm up video looked like it was on slow motion <laughs> compared to Tyson's. Oh, ooh, he was sloth speed, man. Like, yeah. But I know you ain't trying to get hit by one of the Holyfield punches, but I was like, he just wasn't, it just didn't look the same. One of these things does not belong here. I think they're going to be fighting in uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, on July 11th. I think it's going to be exciting. They're uh, promoting it as uh, Tyson versus Holyfield 3. I guess yep. it's the geriatric version, but we'll take it. Wasn't there a movie like this with um, with uh, Robert De Niro and, um, <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone? Where they did like a, it was a movie, they were older fighters that fought each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what a geriatric was that? While you're looking it up, I'll tell I'll tell the listeners about the um, Andre Harrell tribute. Ah, come on, come with it. That's uh, taking place on um, well tomorrow. Um, okay, it's an all star tribute with Mariah Carey, Babyface, Jamie Fox, Chris Rock, Naomi Campbell, and a bunch of oh, others. Oh man, it's a good um, list. Obviously, there are key names missing from this list, like. Uh, all of uh, Uptown Records, but I'm guessing those are going to be like sprinkled in surprise mm-hmm. guest style because I can't imagine an official Andre Harrell tribute without Diddy or Mary J. Blige having any kind of appearance. I mean, yeah, like Joe to see. That would mm-hmm. be dope too. I would love to see what they're doing. Well, yeah. um, he said, well, yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, Casey is just so unpredictable <laughs> that it's kind of like, Wishing on a star. And mm. it's not even that, oh, are they going to be sober enough to sing? It's the fact that they've destroyed their voices, especially KC. I mean, he never was singing properly. If you think about actual vocal technique, he was doing it raw and rough. What do you mean? And it wasn't going to last past 30s anyway. So I thought you were going to give us a demonstration. Through. What's the use of having a singer on this show? Ha! 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 No, I mean, he was just really riding those vocal cords on a rasp tip, like, yeah, and this is like, it's just mm. sitting on the thing instead of being like, hey, you know. Okay. Oh, and that movie with Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone is Grudge Match. Right. So on another note, hmm. Joe Exotic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got to giggle every time his name come up because I get a visual <laughs> of just his entire existence. Well, the exotic of Joe, Joe Exotic, mm. has a tour bus that has driven all the way to D.C. Because the legal team is already saying that, the, you know, they're reaching out for a presidential pardon for uh, Joe Exotic and to say that he was not guilty for the attempting to kill Carol Baskin and was instead framed. And so this mm-hmm. bus is there to just create a lot of attention. And they've driven all the way across country and they are in D.C. as we speak. <laughs> but um, so they just skipped the governor mansion? Because yeah, the governor they say we're going has to the, the power to, to... We're going to the top. We, <laughs> President Trump makes shit happen. Well, speaking of wishing, and my wish for the winner of our favorite show, The Masked Singer, has become a reality. ATL. Hey. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Hey. Hey. Give me some candy.
Yes. Candy Burst from Escape, one, disguised as the Night Angel. And to be honest, I mean, top three, two out of the three were from Atlanta. Number three was Bow Wow, which we had guessed. And, you know, I had candy for sure off top anyway as well. You are the king of, like, blasting hometown. Calm down. Yes, because people always... Homegrown. Calm calm down, homegrown. I'm from Ben Hill, Ben Real, Southwest Steel Kid. Atlanta, Southwest Atlanta. And they're going to do something with it? Come on. I'm in Atlanta City, Fulton County. Bread, homebred fed. Mm. All day long, ATL strong. Hey. No, okay. Oh, shit. Let's move on. Yo, so there's this rookie cop that I read about that um, shot his best friend, and it turned out to be his only friend, twice in the head and twice in the chest during an argument over a girl. So it made Mm. me wonder, well, A, what the fuck? But secondly, it made me think, hey, Darren, what's the craziest thing you've ever done for love? Craziest thing that I've done for love. Have you been in love? Yeah, a couple times. Okay. And you know I'm a hoe. Um... Crazy thing I've done for love uh, is completely ignore the fact that uh, someone was already in a a relationship, married. Oh, so you were the side piece? I was the side piece. I didn't know I was at first, and then I ended up being the side piece, and then I you accepted your position. It went completely against the morals that I was raised on, and I spoke on it before it even happened. But it happened to me. I got got, and um, I think the worst thing I've done is actually put myself out there and travel out to the actual city and try to be relevant and be the not the side piece but be the the first the first runner <laughs> you want to be the first piece i was trying to think like what's the craziest thing i've done like i'm a hopeless romantic but i'm not psycho i think the craziest thing that i've done <laughs> just for myself is probably rip my own heart out of my chest put it in my hand and try to hand it over to the person only for them to look at it look at me turn around and walk away <laughs> so, you know I mean? so you you're a surgeon right now so you actually did all that Put it back in your heart. And yeah, I have go. this thing where I'm not like, uh, I don't give up easily, even though I should walk away. I just, you know, I always want to make sure that I could look at myself in the mirror and truly say that I've tried everything. But sometimes it's like, well, you know, if you're dealing with a person that doesn't get touched by such an act, but uses it more as fuel to put themselves above you, that's when mm-hmm. it's like, oh, oh, not the candidate for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why you do the West West African? Uh-oh. Eh-eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at us. We are just single and we're in this love together. They got a time that will last forever. No, it's too old. I need to get yeah. on some new songs. Shit. You do, Darren, because it's kind of like, I mean, I know the, the kids are wondering, oh, who's the old guy? And I'm like, no, no. He's just a drunk uncle. Oh, Lord. <laughs> every barbecue needs one (laughs) oh man it's crazy so i hope you guys are you know still enjoying the podcast and you know rain and roses more roses thank you yeah Yeah. it's like more confetti you're welcome so for all y'all out there listening thank you for you know riding with us for another you know episode And I just want to say, like, I know that this pandemic has hit freelancers and small business owners especially hard, but I encourage you guys to remain optimistic and focused and not do anything out of desperation. And by desperation, I mean like the two guys in Virginia who tried robbing a convenience store with masks made out of hollowed out watermelons with the eyes cut out. Uh Uh-uh. 
You don't think that's a good disguise? No, I'm just saying it's a what the fuck moment. <laughs> it's a what the fuck went on this week moment for sure. Exactly. Uh, one of them has been caught. Um, so, but anyway, I digress. The point is, don't be a dumbass. Damn. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to whisper in your ear again next Saturday. Deuces. Peace. Peace up, A Town Down. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Please be a friend. Tell a friend. Subscribe. Do something with your laugh. Catch you next week on WTFW OTW. With Rue Does It.